If you're a adult entertainment personality, if you have a business in any way, shape or form, then this law is most definitely going to apply to you and there is going to be uh, work for you to do here. Welcome back to On the Horizon. This is Melrose Michaels. I am your host, and I'm here to share what's worked for me in building my adult creator business to try to make building yours just a little bit easier. Let's get into today's episode. Get ready to explore the most asked about topic in our sex work CEO DMs as we decode the Corporate Transparency Act with Corey Silverstein. We're going to discuss its implications for adult creators, reveal its potential impact on your business, and more. So, Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Corey Silverstein. Silverstein, I always screw this up. He's going to make fun of me now. Renowned adult industry lawyer practicing over 17 years in the space to discuss the ins and outs of legislation, how it might affect creators and their businesses. So Corey, thank you so much for joining us in today's space. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. You did get my name wrong. I know. I know. I'm sick. Forgive me. You guys, I sound terrible today. So just hang with me. I'll let Corey do most, most of the talking. That's kind of why we planned it this way. <laughs> it's no problem. You only lose two points for mispronouncing my last name. Just think okay. Frankenstein. Think Frankenstein and Silverstein. You won't get I, it. You know, I terrible. always do. And I still butcher it. But okay. So let's focus on the topic here because I know there's a lot of creators tuning in. We get tons of DMs about this topic and I want to make sure one, that I'm as informed um, before I ever reply to anyone. And also, why not just talk directly to a lawyer who knows everything about this? So I guess the first thing in the first place I want to start is what is the Corporate Transparency Act in general? That's a phenomenal question. And 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 thanks again, Mel, for having me today. I really appreciate it. And I certainly appreciate everyone who's taking the time to listen to this. Hopefully, uh, we'll be able to give you guys some information that you'll be able to use right away. The Corporate Transparency Act is actually not new, Mel. Uh, one of the, the myths understanding of this is is people are only talking about it now because it's about to become effective, but it actually was enacted way back in 2021. So it's about three years old now. And ultimately, to, to, to make it as, as kind of the clearest explanation of what it is and why it is, is in essence, it was a law that was created because the United States government felt that there were still too many people that were hiding behind LLCs, corporations, foreign businesses doing business in the U.S. And so law enforcement really didn't have a easy mechanism at being able to figure out who exactly are the ultimate beneficiaries behind company. Um, the law was passed in 21. The reason why we're talking about it so much right now is because it does come into effect on January 1, 2024. That's the reason why everyone's talking about it now. And uh, obviously, you know, it's 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 one of the things where we live in an era where a lot of times various news sources don't start talking about things up until it gets closer to when uh, some sort of regulation becomes applicable. And that's what's going on now. And that's the reason why so many people are are obviously flipping out about this particular law. Yeah, no, that makes sense. We all we all kind of put things off until it's, you know, the last minute possible. So this all coincides. When you talk about transparency and like the, the, you know, enforcement officials trying to crack down on transparency of who benefits from these companies, to me in my head, I think of like, you know, the shell company structure where there's people who have uh, an LLC and then another company within it, et cetera. Is that kind of what they're attempting to 
correct? Yeah. In essence, what you have is is this is a um, this is pushed by the U.S. Treasury. The U.S. Treasury has a network called the U.S. Treasury Financial Crimes Enforcement Network. Uh, the abbreviation is FinCEN, and we'll we'll probably we'll call it FinCEN because if I have to keep calling it by the full name, I'll I'll probably lose my voice here. But ultimately, yes, this was a way. Uh, for the U.S. Treasury, for the U.S. government to be able to figure out who is it behind the entity. Um, look, there's no mistake about it that uh, entities and having legal entities are something that is an essential component for anybody doing business. Um, but the downside to that is there always is a, a certain sect of the population that try to utilize legal entities for doing bad stuff. And the government, what they're really trying to do here is they want to be able to stop what you just described a minute ago, Mel, which is a lot of company doing shell after shell after shell, um, people, you know, ultimately creating entities and, and doing a very good job hiding so that the government ultimately, you know, really doesn't have any idea who is behind those entities. If you're enjoying this podcast episode so far, please take one moment to share it with another one of your adult content creator friends. Because you know what the rule is here. We do not gatekeep and we want to make as many adult creators businesses as easy as possible. And you sharing this episode with them might do exactly that. Thanks so much in advance. So when I hear that, because like when I first heard myself about the Corporate Transparency Act, that was my my first like impression was like, oh, OK, this is to crack down a shell company. That doesn't affect me because I'm, I don't have a shell company. I'm not trying to hide anything. But I think that that's really, you know, my naivety because I don't know the ins and outs about this. And I'm sure a lot of creators listening in probably took that at first impression the same way. So can you explain kind of the implications, uh, I guess, how this affects adult industry or adult creators specifically? So any adult creator or excuse me, I'm sorry, anyone in the adult entertainment industry who presently has any sort of entity that had to be set up by filing something with your with the state, whether it be your county government, whether it be the secretary of state. So that could be an LLC, a corporation. It could be a registered partnership. Um, numerous different states have have different types of entities. So but really any person that has an entity either that now exists or if you were planning on creating an entity, this law is most certainly going to apply to you. There are very few exceptions, Mel, that there the the government carved out certain categories of businesses that are exempt from this. Um, the majority of them are if you're a government itself, if you're a bank, credit union, uh, securities dealer, investment company, insurance company. They the government did a fine job protecting uh, the financial securities market. But ultimately, again, if you're a adult entertainment personality, if you have a business in any way, shape or form, if you're planning on having a business, then this law is most definitely going to apply to you. And there is going to be uh, work for you to do here. Okay, okay. So my next question is, is this only going to apply to, you know, adult creators, let's say that operating as like sole proprietorships or partnerships or like the LLC structure? Or does this apply to every corporate structure? Well, a, so a sole proprietorship isn't really a business. A sole proprietorship is just a person who is, in essence, just doing business as their own. A lot of sole proprietorships don't actually have a requirement where you have to file your sole proprietorship with your 
uh, state. So in that particular instance, no, if you're just operating as a sole proprietor, uh, the law would most likely not apply to you. But I, you know, I have to warn you that over the years, you know, I, I have strongly recommended people against using sole proprietorships because a sole proprietorship really gives you no sort of corporate level protection of any kind. A solo, uh, excuse me, a sole proprietorship is really you just doing business in your own name and you individually are ultimately fully liable for all of the debts uh, and obligations that you might acquire as a sole proprietorship. Yeah, no, makes total sense. I, I almost always encourage creators to launch an LLC just to get started for that reason, just to protect themselves from any liabilities. When we're talking about um, the implications of the CTA on adult businesses, how would it then affect the LLCs in, in other corporate structures? So now what people have to realize is that if in fact you do have an LLC or a corporation or a uh, some sort of filed uh, partnership, you now have the requirement beginning on January 1st, 2024, that you are going to have to go to the FinCEN website and you are going to have to actually register and provide FinCEN with certain information about who is behind the company. If you are uh, a company that already exists, you actually have until uh, January 1st, 2025 to get this done. If you're a new company after January 1, then you have to register immediately. Okay. And then when we're going to like the FinCEN website, first off, what is the FinCEN? Do we know what the FinCEN website is? Is it just F-I-N-S-E-N? Or am I spelling this wrong? It's a really, it's a, it's a, it's a long link and I could try to... I could try to I could try to type it in, but it's FinCEN F I N C E N, and if you just go to FinCEN's yep F I N C E N, and if you go to their website, it's right on the main page of the website because obviously they know about this. People are racing around trying to comply. Okay, we can definitely we're gonna look this up and tweet that link later just for the creators listening in. But so when we go to that website for those of us who are LLCs or S corps or C corps or what have you, yep. when when we're filling out whatever, like providing whatever information, what does that information look like? Do we know? So it's the new registry. And what the registry is going to do is it's going to collect uh, the people's names. Uh, it's going to collect date of birth. It's going to collect addresses. And it's also going to collect identification documents for any individual who owns at least 25% of the business or exercises substantial control over the entity. So that's pretty much, you know, if you own an LLC or you're ultimately the beneficiary of it, or you're the person calling the shots, this is going to apply to you. Okay. And when we're submitting information like that, obviously that's really sensitive for most adult creators. Is that information made public? Well, that's a great question that you, that, that, probably one of the best questions you could ask. So the rules are as follows. So FinCEN is required to, by law, to hold the information confidential and in a secure database. The only time they can release the data is on certain situations, which is as follows. The first one is it could be a request from certain federal or state agencies engaged in national security, intelligence, or law enforcement activity. Certain types of requests from a federal agency on behalf of foreign authorities. Three, it could be a request by a financial institution subject to customer due diligence requirements. So say, for example, you go to open up a new bank account, your bank, before they do business with you, 
may request the FinCEN report, and they would certainly be able to do so. And then finally, a request by a federal regulator. So ultimately, the, this information, if you're just a public person, if you're just, you know, John Doe, and you won't be able to go to the database and just get access to this and be able to access this information. This information will only be able to be accessed upon a proper request by the government or by a bank or financial institution as part of their due diligence requirements and opening up a bank account or maybe doing a line of credit or, or whatever financial transaction you're trying to do with that institution. Okay. So when you're going over those those number no, number topics or bullet points and you're saying who can pull this information or who yep. has a right to access it, one of the things that immediately stands out to me is the bank pulling FinCEN reports yep. and potentially you know not let, allowing you to open accounts or maybe closing bank accounts. Is that one of the major concerns that creators should be aware like aware of? Yeah, I mean, financial and banking discrimination to the adult entertainment industry is, is nothing new. It's, it's a massive problem. Um, it continues to be, uh, you know, a massive problem. And, and of course, people are going to be worried because people are worried that a bank now will be able to go and do a deeper dive. Now, before, though, you know, we kind of go to to DEFCOM 1 on this, though. Remember that when you go to a bank to open up a bank account, the LLC's owner is already going to have to provide their driver's license and proper credentials to the bank. So it's not really like this is going to be new when it comes to banking. You know, a bank doing proper due diligence will be able to figure out, you know, who it is behind the mask. Um, but it could cause problems for, you know, some people that have done some interesting things to get around financial discrimination. There are people that have created businesses and used other people's names on the businesses so that they wouldn't be get tied into adult entertainment. People who have done things like that ultimately comply with FinCEN. Yes, there's going to be an additional danger that, that banks will figure out that that particular person is an adult entertainer because they'll be able to you know, scour the web now by having more information about the person. So yes, it, it, it's 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 certainly a legitimate concern, um, but it is something that, that that quite candidly the banks already have have had a, a substantial amount of, of data. Yeah. See, and I think that's where when I first you know heard that this was going to go into effect, I was just like, well, you know, I opened my bank account as a creator way back when. I thank God haven't had issues up to this point, but um, they de definitely had all that information upon registering. So I wasn't sure whether to panic over this going into effect or not. But what I did wonder was that what are like the penalties or the consequences for non-compliance with the Corporate Transparency Act? And then what steps can adult, you know, entrepreneurs kind of take to avoid being non-compliant? I, I, you know, I got, I'm impressed, Mel. You are, you, you are, you were ready. You weren't kidding when you said you were ready to go with your questions. So <laughs> there are both civil penalties and criminal penalties for people who willfully provide or attempt to provide false information. So in essence, you've got a couple different things. There can be civil penalties of up to $500 per day that each violation continues. So let's say you don't register with FinCEF or you provide unlawful or you 
just outright lie to them and provide BS information, they can nail you with a civil penalty of $500 per day. So imagine that, you know, you're doing this for a year, you can take 500 divided by, or excuse me, multiply it by 365, and you can see how big of a financial penalty that can be. The other major, uh, the major thing here is that there actually are criminal penalties associated with this that include fines of up to $10,000. And it also includes up to two years in uh, federal uh, imprisonment or both even. So yeah. th th there is definitely teeth to this. Something it, it's not something that you can just say, OK, whatever. I don't you know, I can put this on the back burner. I don't need to give this my full you know, attention. This is something that you definitely do need to pay attention to because the consequences of not complying or providing false information are substantial. Yeah, so this should be top of everyone's, you know, New Year's to-do list is January 1st going to that website, registering, answering all the questions, providing whatever information so that they're not non-compliant, correct? This should be like absolutely top of mind with a reminder it, on our calendars. Absolutely, and, and it applies to everyone, especially, you know, on this call, I can I, I can recognize some of the folks that are here and we've got, we have a whole slew, we've got, we've got adult content creators, we've got business owners, you know, I myself obviously own, own a law firm. I have to do it as well. So, uh, you know, I'm not in the, the the list of exceptions that the government created. So like everyone on this call, I'm going to be going to the FinCEF website and I'm going to be signing up as well. So, yes, come January 1st, um, everyone's going to have some work to do. Now, again, though, if you if you have an existing business, you do have the the year to, to do what uh, what is necessary. But if you're creating a new business starting on January 1, 24, you are going to have to um provide the data to FinCEF immediately upon your filing with the state. Okay. Okay. So earlier, one of the things I, I heard you mention was that this this could also impact people who are, you know, international or have foreign company ownership. Because I know a lot of our, uh, our creators that are part of CEO Squad and tune in for our education or the spaces, what, what have you, some of them are, you know, Canada-based. Some of them are overseas. We have a lot of UK creators who listen in and, and take information from the stuff we provide. So can you talk a little bit about how the CTA will impact kind of businesses that operate internationally or have foreign ownership? Absolutely. That is a ph phenomenal question. So the way this is going to work is that if you are an entity uh, formed under the laws of another country like Canada or uh, the Netherlands, any country you can think of, and you are registered to do business in the U.S., then you are definitely going to have to comply with the FinCEF requirements and you are going to have to provide all of your information regardless of the fact that you're not a U.S. citizen, U.S. green card holder, and you're a foreign citizen. So again, there's the, there's the 23 categories of exceptions, but those you know are really for financial institutions and so forth. But ultimately, if you are a foreign business and you register to do business with that company in the United States, this is going to apply to you 100%. Okay, okay. Um, now I'm just kind of left wondering, so is there any way or maybe you can provide some guidance on how we can maintain, you know, transparency and obviously be compliant while still protecting, you know, sensitive business information under the Corporate Transparency Act? Because I know a lot of creators, obviously we're worried about being docs, we're worried about um, fans being able to find our location where we live, things of that nature, just for like, you know, protection reasons, reasons. So is there any kind of guidance or something we can do to still protect the sensitive information under the CTA? Well, the first thing you have to remember is we're dealing we're dealing with the federal government and ultimately 
And unfortunately, if for whatever reason there was some sort of data breach, the government would most likely have immunity and you wouldn't be able to sue the government, which is ridiculous and, and unfair, but that's just the way the law works. Um, sure, there's, you know, there's a ton of people that are going to be concerned about this, but ultimately remember, going back to what we talked about a few minutes ago, Mel, FinCEF is required to maintain all this in a secure database and only releasing it with a properly papered request. So it's not like there's going to be, you know, the average Joe that can go online and pull this information. This is, you know, information you're providing to the government. Further, a lot of you have already done a lot of this. For example, uh, for those of you that are operating a business entity and applied for an EIN, an employee identification number, you were required to provide a social security number at the time that you provided, that you sought your EIN. So that the government already has a lot of information, assuming that, that you did that. So, you know, remember that there is, you know, a lot of that. But the big thing here to think about, Mel, and, and, and I obviously... I'm of the opinion that, you know, I, I certainly, I, I, I hate Big Brother looking into our business, especially in the adult entertainment industry, because we already, frankly, we have it tough enough and we're already under so much scrutiny, you know, providing free information like this to the government certainly scares the crap out of everyone. And it should. But the, the unfortunate part here is there isn't much we can do about it other than you're going to have to comply. But this should be part of an overall plan that you have when you form your entity. There's still things that you can do. Because remember, this data will be non-public. There are still conversations that you should be having when you're creating an entity. You should be forming an entity in a jurisdiction that does a better job keeping uh, public uh, information limited. There's jurisdictions specifically that you can go to that you can form companies in that will do a much better job uh, protecting you than you know some states where Quite honestly, you know, Michigan, for example, is a state where you can just, you know, go online and go to the Michigan Secretary of State website and pull up everything. But there's other states, Delaware, Wyoming, and uh, quite a few others. Their online port, their their online platforms, and the uh, the data that they provide to the public is is severely limited. So I go back to the notion that it's important that before you just run off and and file a company. And, and this is a mistake I see in the adult entertainment industry a lot because a lot of adult entertainers will go to, you know, maybe a family friend lawyer that they know or they go to, you know, their, their divorce lawyer or they go to, the, you know, their lawyer that drew up their grandmother's will and they say, hey, can you help me form a company? But they don't go into the, the difficult conversation about being an adult entertainer or being in the adult entertainment industry. And that is there are very uh, specific and unique issues that they have to be on the lookout for and need to be discussed and planned for. And, and that's a big mistake that I see. Yeah, 100 percent. And this is the reason, too, you even advised me with one of my companies to seek out kind of like a Delaware uh, registration as well. So that all makes sense. One of the things you've mentioned a minute ago was that for the government, they have those specific record keeping requirements of keeping things private and secure, I guess would be a better word for it, the security of it. But mm -hmm. we know with adult, like a lot of the times, even the performers or entertainers have record keeping requirements, too. So. Are there any specific record keeping requirements that influencers or content creators should be aware of under the Corporate Transparency Act? The only thing that you're going to have to be aware of is that if for some reason you take on a partner in your business, you're going to need to know who your partner is so you can properly report it. So if you have a partner in your business who owns at least 25 percent or they're a foreigner, 
then you're going to need to make sure that you have their information, including their um, their name, uh, date of birth, addresses, uh, identification documents, so that you can provide them to FinCEN when you register. So yes, if you're you're definitely going to want to have the all of the requisite information of any business partners or ultimate beneficiaries of the of the company. You're definitely going to want to have that. Okay. Okay. And people should typically know who they're in business with anyway. So that doesn't seem scandalous to me personally. No, I think it's, I think it's just good business to always make sure you, you, you have a file on every business partner that you have. Um, I always recommend to my clients that you have, uh, your partner, a copy of your, of your partner's government issued ID, whether that's a driver's license, passport, whatever they got, make sure you know what their latest address, email, phone number is, date of birth, et cetera. This is a business partner. So you want to do a certain degree of due diligence anyway, just at a matter of, uh, of good business protocol. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. So whenever legislation that kind of comes through the pipeline happens, there's often a lot of like advocacy or lobbying efforts aimed at amending things or refining, you know, specific aspects of it. So I wanted to ask, is any of that happening with the Corporate Transparency Act? And if there is, you know, lobbying efforts around it or amendments that people are trying to um, get on this act, would any of those or do any of those come to mind that actually impact adult creators? To my knowledge, there are the answer to both questions is no. There are none that I'm aware of. There's no challenges to the law at this point. Um, there's no exceptions being carved out, nothing specific to adult entertainment. The purpose of this law was made pretty clear back in 21. Um, the government rationalized it the best way they could. Now, you know, of course, you know, everyone always questions and should question the government as to what are they doing with the data that you're providing them. Um, that's what all good citizens and people who, who vote should do. But ultimately, I don't see this one going anywhere. I don't see any, you know, challenge taking this out or putting this on hold. Um, I, I don't see anything like that happening at this point. Well, I think the only other thing I'm curious about is if there's because we talked about like banking and obviously the concerns around um, a bank pulling your information and denying you access to a bank account or closing a bank account based on the FinCEN report. But are there any other like real world scenarios or examples that the Corporate Transparency Act can have a notable impact on adult creators that come to mind? Or is that kind of the main concern that we should be worried about? I mean, the for, you know the foreign investors and foreign partnerships and so forth is going to be a is going to be a very big deal. Um, you you really need to know who you're in business with. You know, adult entertainers need to think a lot more carefully from the start about their business setup, and this needs to be a part of the conversation that they have. You know, I I hate to say that this made things more complicated. It didn't really make things more complicated. It just unfortunately took away just another little bit of transparency and. With adult entertainers in particular who are trying to protect their anonymity as they should be from, you know, uh, law enforcement, from from potential, you know, fans who want to do them harm, stalkers, you know, the list goes on and on and on. What I'm recommending to everyone is that, again, they not just jump into, OK, I'm just going to form this business in this state. And because my, you know, grandmother's, you know, divorce lawyer from 20 years ago said this is a good idea. You should be seeking independent advice about this. You should be talking to your, your lawyer, accountant, getting specific advice. And, and you need to be able to be with a lawyer and a financial advisor who actually is comfortable with you being in the adult entertainment industry. Don't go, you know, working with people that don't have experience in the adult entertainment industry or are uncomfortable with the subject matter. Because I'm going to tell you right now, that has led to catastrophic 
uh, issues for those people. Yeah, I've had horrible experiences, especially with accountants um, in, you know, doing my taxes for adults. So I have 100% been there and I, I couldn't agree more. I think that, and maybe this is a silly question, I'm not sure, but this is me personally asking because it's something I'm not clear on. Um, when you're an adult creator, a lot of the time we're 1099 because we're independent contractors from like 17 different platforms, right? I've got my yep. fans, my OnlyFans, my clips for sale. I've got all these things. Does that count as me doing business or some sort of partnership or collaboration with these entities? And do I need that kind of information from them? Or because it's 1099 no. and I'm dependent, it's nothing to do with the other? No, that is actually a fantastic question, Mel. And I actually, you're the first person to ask me that. But no, if you don't own 25% or more of the business, or you're a substantial beneficiary of the entity, which, you know, if you are great, if you're not, then no, you, you would have no obligation. Like, you know, for example, you wouldn't have to go to OnlyFans and say, I need this additional documentation now because of this law. No, that 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 would not apply to you in it. Okay. I mean, and if it did, I'm sure we'd hear a lot more uproar from those giant companies. <laughs> so that makes well, perfect sense. Yeah. Yes, but I, yes, but at the same time, it, it, this is one of those laws where, you know, the intent here specifically to stop people that are tax cheaters, that are people that are using uh, U.S. entities for the purpose of engaging in illegal acts. That's what the purpose of all this law is. Now, I'm not going to stick my head in the stand and pretend like the government doesn't use whatever data they can get their their hands on to do whatever they want with, because I, I, frankly, I'm not that naive, nor should, you know, anyone be. The bottom line is, is that there, you know, before you go losing sleep over this, there is a certain degree of data that the government already had. And some of this you're just providing to another department or another corner of the government, so to speak. Okay. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Okay. And um, I guess, is there anything that maybe I didn't ask, like I tried to do as much research as possible, but is there anything I didn't ask that you think is important for creators to know? No, I mean, your questions are fantastic. And, and you know, I, I, I love the fact, Mel, that, that you decided to talk about the subject because it's a subject that, that, quite frankly, not a lot of people are talking about. One thing to note is after January 1, if you do create a new entity, you have 30 days from that time to do your... Uh, registration with FinCEN. So that's just something to keep in mind. So the clock starts, the 30-day clock starts to run once you file. Um, I'm actually going through my notes uh, for today just to see if you, uh, if, if we didn't miss anything major. Um, one of the things that, that that is noteworthy is that the law would not apply to foreign entities that don't register to do business in the U.S. And so I do think that, unfortunately, what you're going to see is you are going to see more foreign companies that used to register are going to try to find ways to not register uh, to try to potentially get around this. Um, I don't think that's a very good idea, um, but it's certainly going to be something that if you're, a, you know, I, I, I don't know how big of our audience is foreign, but for those of you that are, you know, outside the U.S., this is also going to be something that is going to have to be substantially discussed. Okay. And I guess that's just kind of, I'm going to let anyone that wants to come up and, and speak and ask questions to request to do so now. But in the meantime, what steps uh, should businesses take to stay informed about like updates or changes to the Corporate Transparency Act and any of those implications? Um, a couple different things. I mean, one, you can, you know, for those of you that, that you know, follow me on Twitter or don't follow me on Twitter, my, my Twitter handle is at my adult attorney, you know, keep an eye on it. I, I generally provide major updates when stuff like this come comes out. You also... Uh, certainly, I, I can t I 
would advise you guys, you know, make sure you're reading XBiz. XBiz does a fantastic job at covering uh, these sorts of major newsworthy things. Accountants, lawyers, uh, you know, your accountants and your lawyers should be talking to you about this if they have anything to do with your corporate setup and or preparing your tax returns. And I'm sure they will be continuing to talk to you about it. But um, of course, one of the, the things that I always tell people to do is is there's no such thing as, as a stupid question. There's no such thing as a bad or naive question. You know, the only real damage comes when someone doesn't ask a question. You know, don't make an assumption about the Corporate Transparency Act if you don't have anything. You know, don't be embarrassed. You know, you can feel free to reach out to me anytime. You can contact me on Twitter or you can go to my website, My Adult Attorney. There's a thousand different ways to contact me there. Uh, of course, if you're at any of the trade shows and you just want to stop me in the hall to talk about this, you're more than welcome to. Um, but 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 don't just not ask your questions. Don't don't avoid asking your questions because you you think that your question might be silly or or you might be embarrassed or anything like that. You know, I, I tell you, Mel. I've been doing this for a long time now and you're not going to make me turn red. No one's going to, you know, no one's going to make me blush and and I'm not going to think any less of you if someone asks a question that they think might be silly because it's not. And it's the people that don't ask the questions are the ones that I, I find to be the silly ones because they're the ones that get in the trouble. Yeah. Yeah. No, hundred percent. You mentioned the conventions. Are you going to XBiz in LA? Yes, I'll be at XBiz uh, LA. I will be there for the entire duration of the show. And then I'll also be at uh, AVN slash Internext at the end of January uh, for the whole length of that show as well. So I'll be at both. Awesome. So if any of you guys listening are attending XBiz or AVN or Internext, you can always corner Corey in a hallway and get all your questions in. <laughs> yep. Just, you know, if you catch me, though, somewhere between my hotel room and a blackjack table, though, you, you might want to test my mood first. When I, you know, when I lose, <laughs> I can be a grumpy gambler. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Um, thank you so much, Corey. I really appreciate you joining us today and like helping us kind of sift through the Corporate Transparency Act and its implications for creators. So we really appreciate you giving us the time. The, the pleasure's all mine. And, and Mel, what you're doing with Sex Work CEO is just absolutely incredible. I, I think you're, you know, it's my pleasure to be here to be able to support what you're doing because it's, uh, frankly, I think what you're doing is an asset to the industry. And, and uh, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I've really been enjoying getting to see you grow and getting you to see helping people, which is, you know, a lot of years, there's been a huge need for industry participants to help other industry participants. And I admire what you're doing. And I, I think it's fantastic. And, and uh, you know, I'm grateful to you as someone who's been in the industry as long as I have that you've put this together. Thank you, Corey. That was really sweet. That was my, that's a Christmas present. I'm going to count that as a Christmas present for you. Well, <laughs> you, it, it, you, you get, you get Hanukkah presents for me, but I mean, if you, if you're oh. insisting on a Christmas present, I guess I'll come up with something. Well then, no, Hanukkah presents is better. I don't, don't I get eight of those? Isn't that how You that get works? eight. You get eight. And, and you know, that I've always tried to tell people, it's like, you know, I know you guys, you know, you guys get the tree and everything and that's all cool, but we get eight nights of presents. So, you know, yeah. just put it out there. Yeah. You've converted me. I'm sold. <laughs> you know, you can, you, or you can do what a lot of people do and just convert for the holidays only. Yeah. No, that's perfect. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I adore having you on. Anytime there's anything legislation related, you're my go-to and I really appreciate you coming on and being able to do this without your hourly fee. It's my, it's my pleasure. And, and, you know, and anybody who's part of the, uh, you know, the sex work CEO group is you guys are more than welcome to reach out to me anytime. I'd be happy to answer any questions you got, you know, as long as you guys keep working hard with with Mel and, and you know, working towards a common cause of making the industry better. I'm, I'm happy to help. 
Appreciate it, Corey. All right. Well, we are going to start to wrap up this space. I do want to mention to everyone listening, uh, all the creators who've tuned in, we did drop the much anticipated slushy video over on YouTube. Again, if you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel, please do so and make sure to turn on our notifications so you never miss a new course. We've already started to get some feedback on it and I'm really excited for you guys to see it and tell me what you think. So definitely head over to our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash SWCEO to check that out. Always a huge thank you to everyone who's subscribed to our Sex Work CEO Telegram bot. If you haven't already heard, Sex Work CEO released a Telegram bot that essentially sends your daily adult content inspiration and all the captions you need for your feed, PPV locked messages, clip stores, etc. The ideas I researched to be trendy, highly desirable for what your fans are currently seeking. And the captions are optimized with calls to action so that you can increase your earning and unlock potential with each caption. The Telegram bot pushes your daily dose of inspiration to your phone every day around 10 a.m. Central Standard Time so that you no longer have to waste your time researching, planning, or coming up with ideas or captions. The bot takes care of all of it. If you're not an active Telegram user or would prefer PDF download versions of the content and phone captions, you can also get those now right over on sexworkco.com forward slash shop. We recently launched the store on our website with PDF downloads of the same content, inspo, and captions featured in our Telegram bot for those of you who just aren't avid Telegram users. We do have additional downloads there available as well, such as unlock sales scripts, sales objection scripts to help you close the deal with your fans and PPVs. And if you want to get a taste of those and anything else we offer without spending a dime, there's even completely free PDF downloads waiting there for you as well. There is a 15 free solo content ideas and captions one, as well as a scene planner at your disposal. So head over to sexworkceo.com forward slash shop after the space for any of those if you're interested. Lastly, but most importantly, I want to emphasize that all the information we put out on SexWorkCEO, we do so for free because we believe in this idea that the more financially successful creators are, the more resources we'll have as a community to do things like lobby Congress, impact policy, organize, and more. So if you found value in the content you heard here today or the tweets you've engaged with, please, please, please consider sharing to make this journey easier for your own adult creator friends. Our only ask is that you retweet our stuff so we can help as many people as possible. That brings us to the end of today's space. Huge thank you for everyone who tuned in. Huge thank you again to Corey. Remember that all of these spaces are turned into blogs and are available over on our website, sexworkco.com. So just head over there to revisit any ideas that we've talked about in today's episode by the end of this week. Thanks again for everyone who joined today. We will see you one week from now. Thank you guys. It would be absolutely incredible if you rated this podcast five stars and left a little review we want to get this podcast to as many adult creators as possible and you taking a second to leave a couple stars in a review really helps us do that thanks so much